This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. I am working it right now. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. A high fly to deep left field. Up. It is back and gone. Polanco cranks his 14th home run of the year. Just his second as a right-handed batter. Deep to left center field. Back is Talkman. Gone! A home run for Cruz. And the Twins touch Sabathia for a couple of early bombas. And those bombas, courtesy of Fox Sports North. This is Score North on 1500, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app, Hour 2 of Mackie and Judd with Rami. Coming up this hour, we will uh, start our tour this week around the NFC North. Jeff Rieger of uh, the ticket in Detroit. He'll talk some lines with us coming up at 520. And, of course, wrap with Royce coming up at 540. I know uh, Twins fans, Mackie, Judd, myself, have been checking the lineup pretty much as soon as it comes out the last few days to see, is this the day that Byron Buxton is activated and, and put back into the lineup? Mm. Well, it is not. And according to Dan Hayes, it is not. And Byron Buxton's comeback has been slowed because he had three wisdom teeth pulled on Friday. Twins are saying soon on his return, adds in wisdom teeth at age 25 is not a good combo. I don't know what he means by that. Is there an age after which pulling out wisdom teeth becomes harder, more painful, and the recovery longer? About five years ago, the dentist suggested I get mine out. I balked and said, absolutely not. You're not going in my mouth to, to take them out. But he never said anything about it being a tougher procedure. Five years ago, I was... 44, so I had no idea. Hmm. Like, like I know chicken pox as an adult, if you don't have them as a kid, well, yeah, it can be really bad. And it can turn into the shingles. Doesn't it like evolve into the shingles? It puts the shingles virus in your body for, for the rest of your life. Okay. But the point being, like, I've heard that chicken pox can be, if you get them at, let's say, 30, can be really, really bad. Uh, wisdom teeth, I did not know. But... <laughs> Just one time. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. But just just one Wait, really? just just one time. Can it not be something? I mean, and, and I'm not I'm not blaming Byron. Like Sano, I get mad at because he does things that I think bring on problems. Um, with Byron, I'm not blaming him. But can it just stop? Can he just play baseball and be healthy? Like, okay, I'm I'm trying to unpack this too. Was there an emergency trip to the? Di- Did he have excruciating tooth pain or That's something? That's all we got right now. You've got. From That's all we know, the Twins haven't played a whole lot of October baseball recently, and Byron was on the shelf all throughout September last year, right? Yeah. September, October, November, December, home. January. They sent him home. Remember, yeah, first couple weeks of February, you can't schedule a dentist appointment in like November. I mean, it can't. Your wisdom teeth out in December. They do. They can become impacted, which means the way it grows in crookedly and will and will push up against another tooth. And that will become painful. That's why I had to get one of my wisdom teeth pulled. So it can become a situation where you have to get it pulled out immediately. It's not always like, yeah, you should get them pulled out. Let's let's schedule this and set it up. Sometimes it's, I don't want to call it a medical emergency, but 
there is urgency to getting it done. I just got a wild thought. What if in Cleveland, when he dove for that ball, he jarred his head really badly. <laughs> what if he had had to do that? That there were some dental problems because of how he slammed his head, and and because his jaw definitely got jarred. And they went in, and they're like, oh, your wisdom teeth are a mess, Byron. Let's take three of them out. But let's not take all four out, because the fourth one we might want to take out next year in May. (laughs) (laughs) Or or maybe, like, during the pennant race. I don't know. Maybe we take that fourth one out against the the Indians in August. Why is Kepler playing center in Game 7 of the World Series, Rocco? (laughs) Ah, that fourth wisdom tooth. That last wisdom tooth. Had to get that thing out of there. Okay, the most irrationally mad I've ever been at a local athlete for doing something that's perfectly normal was when Christian Ponder, on a Tuesday in the middle of the NFL season, got they like eloped to a courthouse. Him and Sam Ponder, and I'm not. I'm just like Byron Buxton probably had to have the wisdom teeth out. Whatever, like it happens. But and and that's probably more of a medical emergency. I've never been more mad at a starting quarterback in a season in which the Vikings were fighting tooth and nail to get to the postseason, with an off-season of seven or eight months to do whatever you want to do, chose to get married in the middle of the week and make it a huge thing that everyone had to talk about. Did they go to Wisconsin? By. I don't know where they, they got eloped married. to Wisconsin. Are Hudson? you still upset yeah. about this, or have you come to the realization that it was kind of ridiculous to be upset about oh, this? Oh, it was not upset. No, no, no. He, Phil was right. Rami, this right guy, about- this guy... He did everything he could not to focus on his job. No. He's no. the guy you work with, and you're like, dude, are you ever going to be concerned about your you're, – you're the quarterback of this team. This is what I was trying to tell you guys. Did Peyton Manning elope in week yeah. seven, Tommy? This is what I was trying Tom to tell Brady. you guys about Trevor May playing Fortnite, about Andrew Wiggins allegedly indulging in the stickiest of the icky. Which is this, guys have hours away from the game just like we have hours away from their job. Yeah, watch film. As- <laughs> yeah. Well, no, take a day. That, that's fine, but pick a time. Pick a dead period to go get married. Why? Why can't he do it in the free time did- that he has during the season? Why can't he go he and, on a Tuesday. and commit the rest of you know his what? life to the love of his life you know what? If you in can, his free time? If you can get past your first progression on a regular basis, yeah. you've earned the right to maybe get married during the season. I hate this. How about you go in on Tuesday, sit down with coaching staff, and come up with a game plan to beat the next opponent as opposed to going and getting married? This was like when I was in when I was in, in Milwaukee. But, Aaron Rodgers, why don't you not make another State Farm commercial and, and, and practice some more? Maybe if you didn't spend so much time with Olivia Pat, with Olivia Munn or Danica Patrick, you'd be a better quarterback. Like these dudes have lives outside of their job. It's well, a I mean, job, and we all have lives outside of our job. When did when did Rogers start doing those State Farm commercials? I don't know, five, six years ago at five, least. Yeah, like six years ago. Yeah. When did he start dating Olivia Munn? Uh, probably around the same time, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- w- how many Super Bowl championships does Rogers have over that period? Uh, none. Okay. <laughs> yeah, discount double check that, Macloff. <laughs> you guys, you guys want some reckless speculation oh, in your do lives? I, do I ever? Reckless speculation. That's right. That's right. Because I've got this from CBSSports.com via the Twitter account of John Heyman, John Heyman Baseball Insider. And he says, few inside the league see Madison Bumgarner going anywhere now. Things can change in a hurry, but this is typical from one rival exec. Quote, no way the Giants can sell. They're on fire right now. 
The San Francisco Giants, who were once, I want to say, 15 games below 500, are now one game above 500. They've won nine of their last ten, and they currently sit 15 and a half games back of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Twins fans, Rami Judd, don't buy in to ridiculous reports like this with one week to go until the trade deadline. The Giants are five games back in the wild card. They have zero chance to win their division. They got hot for a couple weeks in July. That's all that's happening here. The Giants would be idiots to not get two top prospects for Madison Bumgarner and Will Smith, but this is a great convenient time for their front office to tell teams like the Twins, oh, we're on fire. We can't give up Madison Bumgarner. We can't give up Will Smith. It's going to cost quite a bit extra if you want to pry those guys out of our hands while we are red hot and about to win the World Series again. Don't buy into it. It's BS. I don't blame John Heyman. He's just telling the public what rival executives are, are telling him. But you're going to see reports like this. Well, we, we wouldn't fathom giving up Madison Bumgarner with having won 9 of 10. No, they're going to trade Madison Bumgarner, and the Twins should still be talking. So this is all a, a front. This is all a sham to drive up so. the price for Madison Bumgarner. Do you think? Do you, do you think the Giants would legitimately fifteen games back in their division? Well, they have a shot at the wild card. They're two right. games back. Like they have wild card. They're two back. Okay, but the, the but there's card. like six teams involved in the wild card yes. chase right yes. now. Yes, the National League is very uh, convoluted, and that's a one game coin flip. I, okay. I, I think it's awfully risky to let those guys walk. I I agree with what you're saying. And if I was the Giants and I ran them, I would trade th- those guys because your team, because the the metrics of this team say that this is going to collapse completely. They are, I, I looked this up this morning, Phil Mackey, the San Francisco Giants, who are now 51-50 and 50 in run differential, minus 41. Their yeah. ERA is not great. But Rami, as we talked about on the Twin Show today, the one thing that scares you is, Ownership and Bruce Bochy being in his last year, I only hope that the uh, the GM and the executives that run this team can basically say, "God bless Bruce. He's won World Series. We love him. Yeah. But we got to trade these guys. If they don't, it's really stupid." I don't understand why you would. I mean, why are you trying to? I understand loyalty, and he's won a lot of World Series there, and I'm sure he has a lot of friends in the building. But why are you trying to appease a manager in his final year instead of focusing on your future? Like, what 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 do you get out of that other than feels? I I don't I don't see I don't see the benefit. You're not good enough to win a World Series. You're not going to buy high enough on on any players who are on the trade market right now to put yourself anywhere near an actual World Series contender. So what exactly do you get out of appeasing Bruce Bochy and giving him one more run at a playoff spot, a wild card spot, no less? One more game in the Bruce Bochy era? Yeah, and it's also worth noting, if let's let's say the Giants are going to appease Bruce Bochy, and they're going to do something foolish and withhold Will Smith and Sam Dyson is is a right-hander in their bullpen and Madison Baumgartner, and those three guys are off the board. That makes a seller's market even more of a seller's market. That reduce like there's a bunch of teams that are clearly selling. The the Marlins are clearly selling. They have nothing to sell. That's I was gonna say that's the problem. The Orioles they are literally selling. have nothing left. The Orioles have nothing to sell. Their garage sale. It's Sunday, man. They're closing it down. <laughs> yeah, there's like a lava lamp and uh, a, like a crooked <laughs> nine iron. They're or like, something, you know, you want that deal that that we we moved outside the ballpark, that really cool aquarium thing. You can have that. <laughs> why, why don't you send us back your twelfth best prospect? 
There's no, nothing left that's, there. That's why there, it's such a seller's market, right. because even a lot of the bad teams, who normally would be sellers at this point in the season, like Phil just pointed out, got nothing but, to sell. But this is where this becomes so intriguing to me, because the big trades have not started yet. So that's fine. But we saw it again last night. The Twins belong there. The Twins, there, there is no, I don't think there's any doubt in any of our minds that the 2019 Twins belong in this mix. And, and if we get to uh, 3.01 p.m. on the 31st of July and they have not done something, which I think they will, but if they have not, I think the players, I think the fan base has every right to be disappointed and upset at that point because everything that we've seen from these Twins screams we can compete. Yeah. Like there's nothing that's happening where you're like, oh, okay, I totally get it now. Don't trade anybody. Right? Are they going to do the thing here in the next couple days where, like, they they beat the Yankees in the first two and then get beat fourteen to three or something and leave a bat? I I, I I'm I'm cool with them taking two out of three from anyone and everyone. Yeah. But I kind of want in this case, I kind of want it to leave a good taste in the mouths of people. So you want to lose tonight and win Wednesday? Is if they're going to take two of three, I would prefer they lose tonight <laughs> and win the next game. I know that sounds wacky. <laughs> so Minnesota sports, but I'm just right saying there. I want them to there you go, to win the last game of the series. <laughs> To leave that taste in the Yankees' mouths as they go back to New York. Just saying. Am I crazy? I mean, yeah, but I'm not going to argue <laughs> with you about but, it. But if they All win right. tonight and lose Wednesday, I don't care. You still walk away going, uh, yes. you won the series. Yeah, and you, and you walk away saying that right now as these teams are playing, we match up. Right? And so, and so if you go out and don't make, or if you don't make a trade and the Yankees improve themselves, guess what then? You potentially don't match up. But there's just no, there's nothing I'm seeing where I, if, if I was Falvey, I would say, yeah, I just can't do this. Yeah. Nothing. So we'll see. See what happens. We are now just over a week away. We are eight days away from the trade deadline. And we're going to, we have a five day a week twin show. If uh, you're not aware, it's at noon every day. It's called the Scorner Twin Show. Rami and Judd, I'm on it on uh, Thursdays with Glenn, Glenn Perkins, uh, Derek Wetmore. We're going to have a multi-hour, if not a full four-hour trade deadline special next Wednesday, so that'll be a lot of fun. Rami, we're going we're gonna to preview. We're going to start our NFC North tour. Yes, sir. We're come back Jeff- Join Phil Mackey, Derek Wetmore, Rami Makhlouf, Judd Zolgad, and former Minnesota twin Glenn Perkins for a special recording of the Score North Twin Show, Glenn Perkins on Baseball, Tuesday, August 6th, beginning at 5 p.m. from Modest Brewing Company in Minneapolis. All attendees will receive one complimentary beer courtesy of Modest Brewing Company with prize giveaways throughout the night. The event is free, but you must register to attend. Register right now at scorenorth.com slash Glenn. Thank you, Jonathan Mackey and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app, and live from CHS Field, home of the St. Paul Saints, and tonight's American Association All-Star Game. For tickets to that game tonight or any future Saints game, visit saintsbaseball.com. Touring around the NFC North this week, we will uh, talk some Chicago Bears tomorrow. My guy, Leroy Butler, Packer Hall of Famer, he should be, he's all set up to join us on Thursday and talk and Packers, but joining us right now to kick off the tour around the North from 97-1, the ticket in Detroit, he is Jeff Rieger. Jeff, how are you this afternoon, my friend? Rami, so let me get this straight, actually. So you're doing the Lions first, which means I can't remember the Lions ever finishing first. So, so this is nice. Well, you go to the Lions before anybody else in the NFC North. <laughs> if I'm being honest, Rieger, we're doing it from the bottom up. 
if I'm being real we're, with you. We're just trying to get it out of the way, to be totally honest with you, Jeff. Right, right. It's like the appetizer that nobody wants, right? So then you can get the, stuff, like the Packers and the Bears. Yeah, yeah. I, right, get so, it, so, I get it. So, Jeff, tell us, has the roar been restored? <laughs> um. Well, you, you know, uh, where's the where's the where's the bar? Where's the expectations? I mean, if the expectation is to uh, win seven games instead of six, then potentially. But uh, you know. One playoff win since 1957, fellas. Uh, I would say probably not. It's it's a slight meow. That is a mind blowing number. Every time I see that or hear somebody quote that stat, that is like it. It's when I hear that, I go, "How are there still Lions fans? How is it possible that there are still Lions fans when you have had one playoff win since the 1950s?" What's the old saying? A sucker is born every day, right? I That's mean, right. we all know that the NFL is the most addicting sport in the country, so. Everybody wants to believe this is the year. And I do think, I mean, I remember me when I was in my 20s. I was rabid, and I believed in this team. And then eventually it just wears off, and you just make fun of them. But uh, <laughs> it, it, is, it, it is true, guys. I mean, Ford Field sells out. The Ford family has billions of dollars. So, there's, as you guys know, I mean, I'm sure as great as the Twins are right now, when you bring up the Vikings, the phone lines are off the hook. It's still the same way with the Lions. After all these years, you can bring up a Stafford conversation, and you know it still it still sparks emotion, which is good. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to believe, but thank God at least. Speaking of Matthew Stafford, I I saw a quote the other day, and you were the first person I thought of, Rieger. It, it was, and this was this was confirmed by multiple people who were there during the NFL scouting combine. You know, it's just it's the who's who of football in every restaurant and bar around the combine. And I heard multiple people say that a front office member of a National Football League team overheard at a table in a restaurant saying, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, really, really good quarterback, but Matthew Stafford, he's, and this is a quote again, the natural. I know that there was, when Matthew Stafford first arrived in Detroit, there was the hope that he was the second coming of Jesus Christ in a number nine Detroit Lions jersey. But that hope has to have worn off, right? Or is there still hope that Matthew Stafford is the savior? I need some context here. This is a real story, or you're making this up? No, real story. And like I said, confirmed by multiple reliable sources that a front office member of an NFL football team was overheard saying that at dinner. You're forgetting the one key thing, though. The fact that in Indy, at those bars and restaurants, they're all loaded. (laughs) (laughs) So somebody said it, but their blood alcohol was .027. That could explain it. Could you imagine waking up the next night? It's like back in college when you wake up and you got really drunk. You're like, dude, dude, what did I do last night? And like this front office member wakes up the next day and asks, but it, what happened last night? We were at St. Elmo's. I barely remember. Dude, dude, you said the dumbest thing ever. You said Aaron Rodgers was good, but Matt Afford is the natural. Like, <laughs> And bring me another Manhattan, too, because I mean it. <laughs> That's the ultimate you walk of well shame. Start- you might as well start drinking again because you just lost your job, dude. Um, but, no, I mean, listen, it is remarkable. It is. I actually just did a topic uh, over the weekend about Stafford. It was actually, you know, Matt Stafford and Jim Harbaugh, the head coach of Michigan, are really similar. They both cannot win a big game to save their life. So the topic actually was who has achieved more in their position since they've been here. And Stafford's been here 10 years. 
and he's yet to win a playoff game. He's gone to three playoffs. He's got some pretty nice stats, but I'm not quite sure why anybody still believes in this guy. Plus, he's coming off the worst season of his career. Now, whether he was hurt or not, once you go out on the field, you got to perform. And then the Lions went out and got Daryl Bevel, who is notorious for running the football. And they're going to do two tight end sets, a whole lot, the 12 formation, or personnel rather. And they're going to run on first and second down. And, and Rami, I think I told you this last time I talked to you, but, but they're essentially de-emphasizing Matthew Stafford. And I think it's almost like an admission of, like, he makes $27 million. He's not that good. So we're going to do our best to hide him. It's like hiding the left fielder in Little League. Like, we're going to try to hide number nine. So I, I, there are a lot of people that still believe in him because he's the best Lions quarterback that they've seen. With that being said, that's like saying, like, I, I mean, what? That's the best zit that you've ever popped. I'm not trying to be mean, but like, <laughs> that's the greatest Lions quarterback that you've seen. What is that saying? He's better than Joey Harrington and Andre Ware, and you know, and the list goes on and on. And Scott Mitchell. So there are people that still believe. I mean, I don't quite know why, but there are. Jeff, it's going to be so hard to explain to a generation of new football fans who become old enough to look at record books. To actually explain those record books, this season, if Matthew Stafford stays healthy, he's almost certainly going to pass on the all-time yardage record uh, leaderboard. He's going to pass Joe Montana and Dan Fouts on that list. And, we're, I mean, we, we're, we're going to be, when, when Hall of Fame consideration pops up for guys like Philip Rivers and Tony Romo is, I, I believe, second in all-time passer rating or you know, this crazy era for quarterback numbers, it is, it is really hard to parse apart fantasy numbers and just an era of inflated passing stats from actual substance. No, I think you're dead on because I think the old term garbage yards is, is a lot to do with it. Like how many of those yards came in the fourth quarter when the Lions were down big? And I think a lot of those yards have. Like nobody's going to deny Matthew Stafford has extreme arm talent. And, you know, he's one of the nicer guys you'll ever meet. He's a very charitable guy too. And as you guys have probably seen, he can chug a beer a hell of a lot better than Aaron Rodgers can. So he's got all that going for him. But you, you are right. There's a lot of seasons where he's throwing 4,000 and 5,000 yards, but it hasn't equated in the win total. So, so there's two kinds of people, right? There's the kind that believe every number that you just said and said, wow, this guy is good, and it's everybody else's fault. And then there's probably guys like myself that say, listen, go back to 2013. They were 6-1, and, and Stafford pretty much, you know what, the bad the rest of the way. Go back to 2016, where he had to win one of three remaining games, to win the division, and they end up losing to the Packers, the Giants, and the Cowboys. The following year, the last game of the season, they had a chance at home to beat the Packers, and he couldn't beat Aaron Rodgers. So Stafford's a good quarterback. I don't think anybody's denying that. He's got eye-popping stats. I don't think he's going to be a Hall of Famer, but what do I know? But the big knock on him, and I think this is legitimate, every time it's been a big moment, whether it be a playoff game or a game to get you to the playoffs, or even a game to win the division, something they haven't done since 1993, Matt Stafford has not come through. So at some point, you got to stop blaming everybody else. I mean, whether it be an OC or a head coach or a receiver or an offensive lineman or a lack of a run game, and you say to yourself, dude, it's got to be on number nine. But, but see, you right there, that, that's the dilemma. That is what pretty much drives Detroit sports radio. Stafford, good or bad, let's go, 248, you know? You are, Jeff, this is frightening. 
you just described one year in here, Kirk Cousins. Like that whole <laughs> that whole description is going to be now it might, it'll probably be quicker here and we'll be done. But <laughs> the entire description you just gave about about what drives your show, about the statistics, about the last year game sixteen, right? Vikings Bears Bears nothing to play for. All you got to do is go beat a team that's going to put in subs at halftime, and you lose. Your Matthew Stafford um, uh, points there point to Kirk Cousins in every which way, which is very frightening if you're a Viking fan. No, guys, I, I think they're pretty darn comparable. Both make a ton of money. Both are all that accurate. And both pretty much cannot and are allergic to winning a big game. Now, Kirk Cousins <laughs> at Michigan State was a god. I mean, he really was. He was great. And, you know, he made that football program come back from death, essentially. So, so he was really impressive in college. But but I think a lot of people know. I think it goes back to the money. I do with at least a guy like myself, and maybe it's not fair. But when you get what? What did Cousins get? Ninety-six million guaranteed, or which is unheard of. And, and Stafford, at one point, not too long ago, was the highest-paid quarterback ever. When you hear stuff like that, you expect some kind of contribution. And, and when you don't get it, you know, of course you look to the guy that makes the most money. But I, I, I do think though. Kirk Cousins was in a new system last year. I, I know he wasn't super impressive before, but had stats. But I'd probably give him the benefit of the doubt. Stafford is 10 years. You know, it's, it's a decade of this same old, same old. But I'm with you. I think they're really comparable. I'm the GM of the Minnesota Vikings. You're the GM of the Detroit Lions. I call you today, Jeff Rieger, and I say, I think both our guys need a fresh start. Straight up, Kirk Cousins for Matthew Stafford. You take it? Yeah, Rami, I would, but I would I would take you for Matthew Stafford. So, you know, I heard you could throw a ball back in the day. But, no, yes, I, I, I would just because I've seen enough. And I think a lot of Lions fans are with me and then other Lions fans aren't. But, you know, there was this belief that with a new OC, which will be Stafford's, I want to say, fourth or third, if they, you know, he, so many have been fired, you lose count. But it was this belief that all of a sudden a new system – He's going to be able to get the job done. And I look at it, he's 30 years old, and he's coming off the worst season of his career, and he regressed last year. I mean, there was a game against the Vikings, I'm sure you guys remember, where you guys sacked him 17 times, I want to say. I don't even think that's that terribly. <laughs> yeah. and, and there was one play where – now, some of that's on him and some of that's on the O-line, obviously, but there was one play where he pitched the ball to carry on Johnson, thinking he was like Scott Frost running the option back in Nebraska, <laughs> and it resulted in a fumble going the other way for a touchdown for Minnesota. And I'm like, what, what, what is that? There was another play where they're actually in a game and in the playoff hunt still against the Los Angeles Rams, and it's a, they're up three, I want to say. Stafford drops back time, time, time. Aaron Donald comes at him and causes a fumble for the other way. Now, a veteran quarterback falls on that ball or throws the ball away. Stafford took the sack. I mean, it's plays like that, and there were a lot of them. There was one against the Chicago Bears on Thanksgiving where, where he literally stared down Eddie Jackson and then, boom, the other way for a touchdown, lost the game. So I'm not quite sure what people believe or why people believe that he's going to be able to rebound coming off such a bad season, but, you know, again, what do I know? So, yes, I would make that deal, but, you know, it's interesting. If I throw that out of the radio, I think I'm going to steal that from you. It'd be interesting to see what the majority of Lions fans would say. Year two, most important question, is Matt Patricia still a raging jackass? <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Wow. Oh, my. I, I don't know personally, so I can't say. I will say this. Um, I just have the training camp schedule, and he talks at 845 every morning. So I think that's not being very fair to a guy like myself who's got to get up and has a three-year-old daughter. So I think he's, I think he's chipping more of me. But th- this is a big year for Matt Patricia. Last year was a train wreck, and he won six games. There was later in the season, there was a report that he was late for all his meetings by a former line that no longer was on the team. Uh, you know, he, he decided to go after one media member's posture when he himself looks like an unmade bed on a daily basis. So I'm not quite sure about that. And then, you know, it started with all the accusations. First of all, it started with the sexual assault accusation that nobody yeah. really knew about. And then it was followed by a report from the Detroit Free Press that he had already lost the team, and this was like an OTA, and then it was followed by an awful preseason, and then it was followed by a game against the Jets, a Monday Night Football at home against Sam Darnold, and you're thinking to yourself, what better way to open up a new coaching regime than to go against the rookie quarterback? And they beat him like 40-17, to 17, I want to say, or whatever the final was. So it was a rough season. So this year, I think Patricia went out. He seemed to get rid of a lot of guys that didn't gel with him, whether it be a Glover Quinn. They traded away Golden Tate. And then he uh, he went out and spent a lot of money in free agency along with Bob Quinn, the GM, and, and they got guys like Trey Flower. They spent a whole lot. So so it seems to me that he knows and sees the writing on the wall. If they don't win big this year, I do believe his job could be in jeopardy. And then furthermore, I, I wonder if Bob Quinn, the GM's job, it's year five now, if his job would be in jeopardy too. But, you know, coming off a 6-10 and 10 season, he needs to perform a heck of a lot better, and he needs to do it in a way where there isn't so much controversy with every step that he takes. That's Jeff Rieger, 97 won the ticket. You can follow him on Twitter. He's a fun follow. You don't have to be a Lions fan. At Rieger, R-I-G-E-R, 1984. Jeff, thanks uh, for helping us get the Lions out of the way in our tour around the NFC North. Appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, yeah, guys, anytime. And by the way, um, the trade cousins for Stafford, if you can throw in the Twins, and I'll give you the Tigers, I'll do that in a heartbeat. Wow. Yeah, no, I We've think seen we're before, yeah. that's okay. We love Guardy, but we're good. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Rieger. I'll tell them you guys say hi. Bye. All right, sounds good. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, let's come back. Let's, let's wrap with Roycey. And we actually, we should, we should go through sometime this week. How many quarterbacks would you make that trade? Like, where do you draw that Kirk Cousins trade line for? Who would you if trade all Kirk of, Cousins for? If all for? of them made $27, 28000000 million, so it's, you know, so you're, otherwise you're going to get Deshaun Watson for, like, what, 5 or $6 million. You got Patrick Mahomes on a rookie contract. Yeah. You definitely do that. Yes. So let's wrap with Royce. We're hanging out at CHS Field. That was stop number one on our tour around the NFC North. We're going to talk to Leroy Butler Packers Hall of Famer later on in the week. Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North on the Score North mobile app. Federated Mutual Insurance Company is here to protect all of you business owners out there. I've been one myself. I can empathize with all of the ups and downs. You love it one minute because you got the freedom and you've got the autonomy to do things the way that you want, but you're grinding every day. You're solving problems. You're taking care of employees. You probably spend more time around your business and your employees than your family, your kids sometimes. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running said business. And Federated Insurance offers more than just a policy. You get a face-to-face relationship, and you benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful 
as they can be. Federatedinsurance.com is a great resource to find out all the different industries that Federated protects. It's also a great spot to find your Federated marketing representative. Federated Insurance. It's all- Time for the Score North download here. It's a wonderful day as the Vikings rookies are reporting to training camp with veterans reporting on Thursday and the first practice set to take place this Friday. It's not all good, good news, though, for Mike Zimmer as second-year cornerback Holton Hill was handed a second four-game suspension to start the 2019 season as he has now violated the NFL's policy on substances of abuse. He earlier this offseason violated the league's policy on performance-enhancing substances which gave him his first four-game suspension, so he'll now miss the first eight games of the season for the Vikings. That's been your Score North download. Now back to Mackie and Judd with Rami live from CHS Field. Thank you, sir. Very Ontario Smith-like of Holden Hill there. Patrick <laughs> Royce now joins us to wrap with Royce. Are why, you was the, he, uh, yeah. why was Holden Hill not drafted? I wonder why. I wonder why he wasn't drafted. Misunderstood, I I wonder how we outsmarted everybody by signing him. Beautiful. Misunderstood. Okay. Yes. I am at Target Field where the uh, Twins and the Yankees are uh, going to attempt to repeat last night's wonderful action. I thought that was a hell of a game. Oh, it's Did you not? It was oh, great. Oh, it was great. It was great. Yeah. It, and it, it, it only took 320 or something, too. It it, in fast. fact... 308, and in fact, we started the twin show today, and Wetmore said, that's not my type of baseball game, and Rami and I said, are you crazy? That was a fantastic <laughs> baseball. What's your type of game? Uh, yeah, I just hope Mitch Garber is... I, what, did, how strong are you when you're hitting a home run with an exit velocity of 88? <laughs> 88 was that first home run. That was a slow-motion home run all the time. Man, this guy's unbelievable. What is it now? Nineteen and less than two hundred at bats, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's incredible. Wow. It's hey, incredible. what's going on with Buxton now? Three wisdom teeth out. What the hell? Yeah, wisdom all about? teeth taken out. He's having wisdom teeth taken out. I just had a root canal. I can sympathize with him. So, uh, uh, but uh, Byron is never satisfied with one malady, right? Last year he had fouled the ball off his. He had the migraines. And then he had to go uh, take some BP uh, at Fort Myers and fouled the ball off his foot, right, and broke his toe. Yeah. So uh, now this year he's, uh, you know, he, he gets cured from the uh, concussion. But, oh, by the way, uh, my wisdom teeth are bothering me, so i got to go have those out. So I wouldn't think tonight would be the night you'd want to play him anyway with Herman on the hill for the Yankees. Uh, but I don't know. What are they saying? I didn't go downstairs a few days or what? Pat, do you think the Twins have the uh, creativity needed in their marketing department to do a Byron Buxton injury bingo card theme night? <laughs> you know how you, when you go into a restaurant, a barbecue restaurant, and they got the pig up there, you know, with uh, various uh, pieces of meat? On the, on the, you know, they got this is, uh, you know, the best ribs, the baby backs, the others and like that. We, we could do that with Byron. We just have a, you know, circle all the, you know, have those little dotted lines to uh, show where each ailment was. Man, it's like that. What was bad. the what was the magazines? Was it Sports Illustrated? Where the old hockey goalie they put all the stitches that he had in his face at different Jerry periods. Chambers, yeah, <laughs> like we could do something yeah. like that for Byron's entire yeah. body. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's it, it is unfortunate because uh, again last night uh, at least one ball would have been caught with him, maybe two. At one for each team, I thought. In fact, uh, those two balls into 
shallow uh, yep. right center. I, he would have got both of those, one for the Twins and one for the Yankees. So. Aaron Hicks, by the way, very ordinary out there, I think. Not a, not a, he's bigger and stronger and productive, but he's not the center fielder he was when he was a kid. And, Pat, last night in that game, I know that there's a lot of strife and, and stress and hand-wringing over the bullpen, but that bullpen did a lot to help you win that game last night. And they've had a number of performances like that so far this season. I think we need to give them credit when credit is due because we certainly pile on them when they give up a game late in the late innings. Well, yeah, they, they only gave up one. And, of course, Rogers got your last inning there. I... You know, I like I liked Thorpe a lot when I first saw him. I wasn't that dazzled by the quality of his pitches last night. I uh, he got away with that slow curveball to a few guys, and maybe that's the right mix. But uh, I think I thought he threw harder. I, he was only hitting 92, 93 uh, max. Uh, I, I don't know. I was I had bigger hopes for him uh, before watching him last night, but he got him out, and they. Uh, you know, only gave up one run. You did get that uh, much-needed double play. By the way, this little infielders, this, I mean, this is incredible. This is out of, I don't, I'm trying to remember our last, the Twins' last out-of-nowhere guy. I, there's, you know, I, I, I'm sure there is one, and I could look through the roster and find him, but out-of-nowhere, this is phenomenal. I mean, he made two great plays at third base. He's, uh, it's 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 incredible how good he is so far, and this it looks like he's just a baseball player. Roy Smalley was saying earlier, just the the fact that he's what two months in the big leagues, he's twenty three years old, and to even have your first instinct be to throw to second base instead of first base on that grounder hit to you, because the safe play is I'm just let's get two outs, let's go tap third, go to first base, get the easy out, and then get the next batter. But to risk throwing that ball into right field, but just like with, with full conviction, throwing that ball to second base as well as he did on the triple play is an, un, an underrated thing for a, a player who's only been in the big leagues for a few weeks, basically. And the legend in the clubhouse post-game, uh, excuse me, I just read it, I didn't, uh, I didn't hear it, but uh, was that he had, uh, he had given Scope a heads-up before that, thinking, uh, uh, you know, looking over there saying, I'm coming to you. If I get a ground ball here, I'm going to step on third, I'm coming to you. And did you also see, I think ESPN reported this, that was the fastest Encarnacion has ran to first base this year. Uh, <laughs> well, that's fantastic. He did not want to suffer the embarrassment of uh, being a triple play. Uh, you got to get, I know a lot of people are down on scope right now, and you got to play the kid if it becomes a question of those two. But Man, it comes in handy to have that that cannon of an arm, doesn't it? He can he can throw for a second baseman, man. He's uh, and he got he had a quick release in that ball too. That was uh, that was a that's a hell of a way to start a ball game. A triple play. So Pat, tonight it's Arise is back at second base, right? Snell's back at third Wait, base. Jeff, who's at second base? Arise. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Arise. Okay. I'm gonna call him Arias. The hell with it. I, I think he made it up. I don't think. I don't think anybody in history ever called him a rise. I think he made it up. Who's at first base tonight then? Oh, I didn't even look. Adrianza, right? I had the lineup. Probably. Yeah, I saw him over there taking balls. So I guess my question was, is, why not put Sano back at first? I I would prefer for to have your guy Arias yep. at 
third base and Sano at first base. America. Well, uh, you know, I think that's a decision that's out of our hands. Right? I think that's. Uh, I think uh, manager Paul Deli is going to do what he wants to do. That's why the decision's uh, out of our hands. <laughs> We're always well, making decisions for I, people. I it's our think lives. They give a damn what you think about that, and uh, I, I don't know. I, I know. Guess, that's but, what I uh, care about. I, I would rather have, yes, if you're just talking about making plays tonight, I'd rather have Adrian at third base and so at first. But I'm not willing to uh, leave the ballpark in protest because they've decided to go the other way. That's, uh, you know, Why'd you leave the ballpark in protest? Tilt on a gorgeous evening. And, uh, boy, this is it. This, could this be the start of the drought I've been dreaming of? That's what I want. <laughs> oh, how about, like this tep- how about the tepid weather, too? The temperatures. drop of rain without a cloud in the sky. We want a drought. Could this be the start? I'm, I'm very hopeful. Summer of 88, bring it back. Yes, that's right. Fantastic. Uh, it is. It would be. Uh, it would be great. But uh, I guess this is why we. Uh, yeah, we we don't want a roof on like uh, uh, somebody we know who might uh, might might still dispute that. Yep, and it's too bad for Rami. We're out of time for today's show. <laughs> okay, Pat, we will talk to you right. tomorrow. Hey, what's uh, what's coming up on Royce on baseball tonight at Score North? Ah, uh, we got uh, the great Kevin Kernan from the New York Post and Buster. Awesome. I just was talking to Kevin right here. So we got a double header today. Awesome. All right, so, we'll talk to you tomorrow, Pat. Okay, goodbye. See ya. Right, Thanks, Pat. Since, since when don't we tell people what to do? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, come on. The manager is going to make that. Manager, yeah. <laughs> Since when, do, when have we taken that angle on things? Since the beginning of Sports Talk time, we've been arguing over lineups and whether or not it's the correct lineup. Well, now we're just throwing our hands up in the air and saying, that's not ours not to design. Not to mention the right. fact we're usually right. <laughs> I, love, I love Judd and Pat basically saying, you know what, it's going to be areas now. We live in America. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will see you guys tomorrow on Mackie and Judd with Rami. Royce on baseball coming up next. Score North mobile app, Apple, Spotify, all kinds of places to find our podcast.